Hello everyone, this is Deborah Richardson and today I am putting the AP in Happy where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. This podcast will give a voice to accounts payable team members by talking about the growing reality of cyber attacks in their world and which vendor setup and vendor management techniques they can apply to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Are you or your team performing all possible vendor validations? Do you know which documents have the key data you need to confirm that the vendor you are about to create or update is real? Be sure by downloading the vendor validation reference list. It also has links to all the resources listed. Download at www dot Deborah D E B R A R Richardson R I C H A R D S O N dot com. So are you and or your accounts payable vendor team working from home due to the coronavirus? Do you want to know how to track productivity so you can prove that you or your team are rock stars at home? Keep listening. Welcome to episode 74, AP Vendor Team Working From Home. Stay productive with four KPIs today. A couple of years back when I was an accounts payable senior manager over global vendor maintenance, I had a team of 17 vendor maintenance analysts that processed all of our vendor requests. Now I was with a large company, so we got in about 2,000 requests per month, either to add a vendor or to change an existing vendor. And so when I went to an accounts payable conference, I was completely ecstatic when I met a colleague whose vendor maintenance team worked from home. All the team members, all the working hours, so not one day a week, not two days a week, 100% of the time. Now you talk about putting the AP in happy. I definitely had the AP in happy that day. So I floated back to my leadership on this giant ray of hope only to wait years later for the time when AP was allowed to work from home one day a week. Now, don't get me wrong. I was absolutely and all the employees were absolutely happy with that. But now, due to coronavirus, for some companies, 100% work from home is here, and that includes the vendor team. So I'm going to quote Socrates. The secret of change is to focus all of your energy, not in fighting the old, but on building the new. And working from home 100% of the time for most vendor maintenance teams is definitely new. So let's work on building the new. And we're gonna do that by measuring productivity. 
So measuring productivity, I have four KPIs that we're going to talk about. And then after that, um, I do have a bonus uh, tip for you working from home that will allay some of the fears of having the back office operations working from home and not in the office. So stay tuned for that. Okay, the four KPIs. So these actually come from the second part of a two blog series, 25 KPIs for Accounts Payable Vendor Maintenance, part two, understand your vendor request activity. And there I identify 14 KPIs that could be used to track trends, find fraud, um, be able to, or allow you to be able to staff at appropriate levels, and of course, also measure productivity. And why? Because what is measured improves. So the four that I have here have been revised from that blog post to be used specifically for tracking productivity when working from home. So the first one is the number or the percentage of vendors added. So ideally you want to track this daily to identify trends based on the day. So you're looking for things like are there less on Friday? I mean, we need to look at that. And then um, more on Monday, you know, because people come in and try to make up for what they should have done on Monday. Um, you can also review the create date in the accounting system or ERP to identify those that are done or the requests or the updates or ads that are done on Saturday and Sunday or off days um, to ensure that you are paying employees for all hours worked. Now, if you are one of the employees, I understand um, when I had team members working from home, we actually toggled the days, certain team members got certain days off, but there were a couple of team members that, you know, because the work was there, they just kept going. And so they didn't necessarily tell me that they were working, but uh, if I checked and checked the system for the create date or the modified date, I can see that those were definitely out of their working hours. And I get it. I mean, I worked um, from home one day of week as well. And I had the work there. Um, I had a dedicated space. It was always there. Um, it was easy to, you know, forget something and come back and check it. Um, or, you know, you know, you got to get something done. So let me just uh, get it done really quick before I go to bed. I don't have to worry about it in the morning. And I actually did have employees, you know, doing things at 11 o'clock at night. And so for me, that was fine because that was a salary position. But if you or your team members are hourly, um, then you need to make sure that you follow all of the labor laws and you're capturing all of the hours that they're working. And this KPI is one way that you can do that. Because normally with the reports that you have to run uh, in order to identify the number of vendors added already come with the modified date or create date on the reports. Okay, so the second one is the number or percentage of vendors changed. So this is the same as above, plus an additional area of focus. So not only are you looking for trends and you're, you know, looking at the change or modified date, but you're also looking to see if there are more change requests submitted after new staff 
are um, boarded or after a new accounting system or ERP features are added because you want to look for training gaps. Now, training new staff and training current staff on new um, features or uh, accounting system or ERPs remotely is doable, but you know, when you don't have that or when the team member doesn't have the ability to just lean over someone else's cubicle um, to ask a question and now they have to do it via chat, ping, whatever messaging, um, instant messaging uh, tool you use, it just may not be happening as often. So you can use this KPI and if you see that there are increases, that's a good indication of where a additional training may be necessary. Now, if you see that this KPI is decreasing, meaning less changes, then you know you've got some rock stars in progress. And don't forget to share these KPIs with your leadership so that they know you have rock stars. All right, so the third KPI is the number or percentage of vendors, the requests completed within SLA. So how many requests are being completed within your stated SLA? And SLA is service level agreement, and this is however long you tell your stakeholders or whoever submits the request that you will take to process that request. And so in the past, I've used 24 to 48 hours, um, sometimes 72 hours, depending on, you know, if it's year end or if there's some project going on, but that's the SLA. And so you're looking, you know, for how many requests have actually been completed within that stated SLA. A decrease in the number can indicate that productivity may be slipping, but you know what? You'll already know that because um, you'll have increased status requests via phone and email. So you'll get some complaints about that um, because everyone's going to be calling to see, you know, what happened to their request. Why is it not done? So you, you want to make sure you are running this KPI and you stay up to date on it because you don't want to increase um, uh, the work via status requests uh, coming to your help desk. Okay, so the fourth and the last one is the number or percentage of vendor requests processed by AP team member. Now, this measurement um, or this KPI can be used as part of the overall performance of each team member, whether they're working at home or working in an office. And as a matter of fact, all of these KPIs and the, and the ones that are included in my blog, two-part blog series, um, and I will link uh, the vendor requests or vendor activity blog in the show notes, but they all should be used for um, vendor maintenance and activities so that you can monitor performance because again, what gets measured improves and then you can also use it to support a great um, annual review. Okay, so now that I've said all of that, I want to put a little caveat in there because um, I just want to make sure that you're um, using this with caution because while it's possible to quantify the number of vendor ads, uh, the number of existing vendor changes, the number of tickets or emails that are processed, there are always exceptions. 
So you want to make sure that you analyze your processes to identify um, those requests that will just take longer. So a great example is, let's say you've got SAP versus um, PeopleSoft. So in my past, I had both. And so we actually divided up our vendor team at one point. Um, so some team members did SAP and some team members did um, PeopleSoft. Well, heck, PeopleSoft is a lot easier, at least in my opinion, to set up a vendor because on the SAP side, you may have to set up multiple vendors and multiple company codes. You've got the partnership thing. So SAP does take, um, in my opinion, longer to set up a vendor um, than it does that same vendor in PeopleSoft. Another good example is with an international vendor. So international vendors may take a bit longer. Some of that documentation that we get is not in English. And so there's translations involved. There may, may be additional um, validations that are required for international vendors. And so you need to identify for your processes what takes um, longer. And if you have it assigned to certain um, uh, of your team members, then you need to take that in consideration because someone setting up, you know, a one address um, uh, vendor in PeopleSoft is going to zip through and look like a genius if you compare that to someone else that is setting up an international um, vendor with three addresses in SAP. But analyze correctly. This KPI can be a great indicator of individual team member productivity. So those were the four KPIs. I hope you find those valuable because um, this is a great chance to try to make that last. If you are not already working one or two days uh, a week from home, you can use this time to begin your um, tracking of the KPIs to prove to uh, senior leadership that productivity can still be high at home. And you know, no one knows how long the companies will ask employees to work from home. But you know, while it lasts, again, put some of these measures into place. So you can, you know, either go back to the office with some killer KPIs that you can continue to do while you're in the office as well. Or again, you can use them to convince your leadership that not only can you track productivity of employees working from home, but you can prove that they can be more productive when they do. And I promise you, you'll find that the majority of your vendor team will increase their productivity. All right, so I promised you that I would have a bonus. And this bonus is really related to the fear that um, you know leadership has about not having uh, accounts payable or vendor maintenance in the office when an urgent request come through because there's a fear that you won't be able to contact someone when they are at home. And actually I say one, but I actually have two tips for this. So one, you know, make sure sure that a requirement from working from home is that they stay on the um, whatever messaging, instant messaging tool you use. So if it's Teams, if it's Skype, if it's something else, just make sure that um, the team knows that they are expected to stay on. And if you're a team member, just make sure you stay on. And if you go off, make sure you identify that it's lunch or break. You can put status on there so that you can be easily reached during your working hours.
And then the second bonus is another KPI, and it is the number or percentage of vendors that come through with exceptions or an urgent um, status. And so this should really be tracked to identify patterns. So are the requests coming from the same departments? If, if it is, meet with that group or those groups to train or identify process changes to eliminate the need for immediate processing. And then there's no fear that you won't have, um, that people won't be available because they're working from home for urgent requests find a way to reduce the urgent request. If you track it and report it, it will reduce. Now you can't completely eliminate it because urgent requests and exceptions do happen, but you'll reduce those requests that happen because someone you know, left an invoice on their desk until two days before it was due and the vendor is not set up. That type of thing will be reduced as soon as you start tracking it and calling it out. Now, I mentioned the blog post where I have the 25 KPIs in two parts. So if you're interested in that, I'll put a link to the second blog post on the vendor request activity. But the part one was understanding your vendor master file and you may be interested in that as well. So once you go over, click over to read the um, one with the vendor request activity, you can click to read the one for the vendor master file. So thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 74th episode of the Putting the AP in Happy podcast, where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy. 